Do you have your Dunkin' Donuts, Vinny? I love the sound of your voice, Vinny. You're the coach. You must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Well, let's see. We have on the bags. We have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find I out. I say who's on first, what's on second. Did you know House of Cards dropped early? <gasps> yes. It came but out. But I can't, I can't watch it for like two weeks. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So... I have to I have to just bide my time and then binge in a couple weeks. Well, I may I may end up binging this weekend if before I go away uh, for two weeks myself. So if I don't feel better, let me know how it is. Let me know how it is. Uh, do you think it's going to be bad? Come on now. No, 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 no. It won't no. be bad. Look at the way last season ended. It's going to be fascinating. If anything, I, it's just going to really be hard to not have Claire and Frank have their little. I still haven't seen the last. Anymore. I still haven't seen the last episode of season three. So okay. I have to see that well, first. I, I know what happened. No, I kind of know what happens though. Anyway, so. <laughs> I didn't say anything for any of our listeners either. Oof. Um. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. So anyway, let's jump right into the show. Welcome to She's on First. I know I'm a guy talking, but I swear there's another person on the other side of this podcast. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. How are you? Uh, yeah, great. Fantastic. <laughs> For those listening on the podcast, a little sick today. The voice might not be as powerful. Sorry if I'm not as smooth and sultry as I usually am on the podcast with my silky voice, but I'll try editing it as best as I possibly can for you all. <laughs> um, Lauren, I'm going to just kick it off to you with our hot takes. For those of you that are have listened to this um, religiously over the past <laughs> four, four weeks, you know we kick it off with hot takes. And because she's first, Lauren? All right. My hot take today is that there are too many international hockey tournaments. And I say too many. And what I mean by that is not too many for the fans, but too many to keep players motivated. We have a hot take from Henrik Sedin this week. Uh, he says that every year playing in the world championships, then with the World Cup of hockey every fourth year and the Olympics in between, he says there's too many tournaments and um, that it's all motivated by the money, that this is all motivated by the NHL, the NHLPA, and they're not going to get rid of the World Cup because of money. There's a World Cup of soccer. They need a World Cup of hockey. But uh, my hot take is that there are too many tournaments to keep players motivated with a yearly world championship every four years, the World Cup and the Olympics too. It's just, it's too much. Uh, and it's too much for the fans to keep up with in terms of which one is the most important. I wish I could jump in and chime in on that, but I won't. I'm going to leave it just okay. like that. Um, well, we needed to get some hockey in this week. Yeah. So okay, we're well, going to have a lot of we will topic then. at some point, but um, I just wanted to give give us – that was a, a water cooler topic published. Uh, one of, one of uh, I think it was even earlier this morning. So I thought, I thought that was an interesting one. I mean, picture it, all these hockey players playing on yep. these teams from different countries, and they love the pride of going and playing for their home country, but – it starts to get confusing whether it's the Olympics. I'm, I'm just going to say one thing and then I'll jump right into my hot take because I know that we're going to do some uh, different stuff. But um, mm -hmm. here's my one take on that. Just one. Just one little one. I know it's a hot take. But you're getting paid millions of freaking dollars. I have to go to work every day. Every uh, mo Most of people out there have to work every day. So extra tournaments, I mean – I don't know. Is it confusing to the fans or do these guys just want to play less games for the money? I don't know. I'm not 
I'm not a professional athlete, so I wouldn't know. But if you're getting paid a lot of money to play sports, just play as much as you can. Like I would be psyched to play as much as I could while the short time I have to be on the ice and in my peak, you know? So that's, that's that. But this, the, uh, the article I read said that the hockey world cup will need the benefit of time to wheedle its way into the subconscious of fans and players alike until then it just feels like a money grab. We will see. Here's my hot take earlier this week. Was it earlier this week? It was Tuesday, right? I think Tuesday or something like that. Uh, Aroldis Chapman got suspended. Uh, Rob Manfred, the MLB commissioner, 30-game suspension. Now, I'm not saying – I'm not commenting on the length of the suspension. But I am saying this is – this type of suspension is unique. None like it had come before. And obviously, if Manfred has his way or had his way, it would be the last. But – The sad truth is that this suspension was in regards to domestic violence. Therefore, the chances of it happening again are are there. Okay, And the reason why this is a hot take for me is because I think it's great for the MLB to set the tone on their threshold for domestic violence. But I'd like to see it be a little stricter. 30 games seemed a little weak for me. I would love to see Rob Manfred grow a little, grow some more balls, and and you know what, Aroldis Chapman, you're done for the season. Like you need to set the tone. You need to let these guys know that's not to be tolerated. That is not to happen. Lauren, do you have anything to say on this topic? Because if you do, we're just going to make this a main event. All right. So this is so we're going to take the hot well, take and we're going to go into do. a main event here with. With this topic, Aroldis Chapman, Rob Manfred, the MLB and domestic violence. All right. So if you like this topic, if you're interested in this topic, for those listening on the podcast, perk up your ears because we're going to go here for a little bit on this one. If you're watching this live, please share it out because this is a really this is a hot topic. Go ahead, Laura. So I like this topic for a couple of different reasons. One, we were actually we got a request from a listener, Chris Strub, to talk about this one today. So I think it would be good to give it some time. And two, I had a really um, I saw a great video mm-hmm. with Jane McManus from ESPNW, and she she gave us some great context on this ruling and why it's important for MLB. Uh, as you know, you, you say you think maybe the game suspension's too short. Uh, there are a couple mm-hmm. pieces of why, even though it might sound like too short, it's actually of a benefit to the league and, and to players and for the precedent that they're setting. Sure. So for a second, let's compare it to the, the NFL charges, domestic charges that, that um, happened last year and how they were by some called mishandled. Um, so in this case, one of the benefits – of it being settled so quickly was that they didn't need an arbiter. Manfred reached an agreement with the MLBPA, the Players Association, really quickly. So it stayed out of the press, which is better for the MLB. It stayed out of the press for longer. He didn't come down too harsh and then need an arbiter and then need to have it play out over weeks and weeks and weeks to kind of get a sentence maybe a little bit lower. So for the MLB overall, for their brand impression, it ended up being a good thing. Um, however, you needed to eight be shot because there was that's a gun not, fired. That's not just one shot. The dude went so, and fired a gun, eight rounds yeah. out of a weapon. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about that, right. Like I, I read a stat that a gun increases the risk of death by mm-hmm. 500% yep. in domestic violence, just having it be around. Um, so, uh, sure. yeah, but he didn't get any charges. Let's talk about that I for mean, a second. So here's the thing. 
What do you think? So I'm not what, a lawyer. You- I'm not a police officer. I don't know how this, this stuff works. I would assume if you fire your gun, I'm a gun owner. I am. Okay. If I were to fire, if I were to go into my garage and just fire my gun in the air or just fire it at all, I, I would expect to be arrested because that's just idiotic. In general, forget the domestic violence charges. Just that alone, the cops will take should take you away. Now, he was also allegedly he choked her, and I know you know like I hate even talking about this. It actually makes my skin crawl thinking about it. But he choked her, he pushed her up against the wall, and then he fired. You know, I don't think he fired at her though. He would just fire them in the garage. I don't even. I'm not sure if it was ever clear. Anything I ever read, it didn't. It wasn't clear as to how he did that, but. This dude should have been absolutely should have been charged. Like for any one of those situations, he should have you know been charged. He's a big dude. Chapman's a big dude too. So it's not like, listen, don't tell me that your wife was like it was self defense or anything. And that I don't, I don't, I didn't hear that he said that either. But there are some men that have done that, like have pled self defense. It's like, come on, man, you're a major league baseball player. You're young. You're in tip top shape. You're a big dude. So that listen, you should never put your hands on a woman anyway. Um, but all of those actions put together absolutely should have been charged. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not sure why he wasn't charged. I have no clue. I can't answer those questions. Like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I am not a law professional. There's so many loopholes, which I think is another issue we could talk about with the legal system, but I don't want to get into that. Um, okay. You're looking at me like you want to strangle me now. No, no. I think, I think your, your, your take is great. Overall, I think, you know, it's, it's tough when, when you think that the penalty should have been harsher because in a sense, you know, this is what Jane McManus said, McManus said it was good for the MLB because they were able to come up with something that was still pretty harsh. Do you really think 30 games, do you really think 30 games was harsh enough in light of what's happened in other, in other um, sports, like the, especially what just happened in the NFL. And this is, you know, it's just a question, Laura. I'm not like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but, do you think 30 games was really – and especially the baseball season is 162 games. Like 30 games – all right, what are you looking at? Like a fifth of the season, so 20% of right. the season basically, maybe a little less. I, I it, it, To me, it just doesn't seem like it was enough, especially – I mean these, these PEDs and all this other crap, you spend these guys for half the season. They're out of baseball after what, the third offense or whatever. Like, <laughs> but, you can, but you can go and choke a woman and – oh, yeah, 30 mm-hmm. games. Like – Eh, you know what? Hell, 30 games, like in my head, it's like, eh, yeah. it's not even that. It's not that big a deal. I can walk away 30 games. No, I'll take a rest. Hell, 30 games is going to take you, what, two months into the season anyway. No one even pays attention in April and May to baseball. I mean, come on. No one even cares. I'll be right. around for the all-star break <laughs> and everything afterwards. So what does it matter? All right, so so maybe we're landing on that it should have been stricter. Good for you for keeping it out of the press, Manfred, and getting to it you know, an agreement real fast, but you should have had yeah, more I mean, if, and, and listen, gone for Listen, these penalty. guys have the money to keep it out of the press. Hey, I'm a roll this Chapman. Hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm this guy. I'm that guy. I mean, it's very simple for these guys to throw their weight around, throw their whoever they are in their community. Imagine being in a community, any community, but it's like just let's take a small town community like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, St. Louis, whatever, any of these small, and now I know he's with the Yankees now, but let's just, for example, you're in a small community. You are like, you are this, this stud baseball player that everybody is like, 
I mean, the fate of your team hangs on it. Do you want to be that cop to put the guy in, in, in prison? Or do you want to be the guy, you know, the cop? To, that's what these guys are thinking. That's unfortunate. That's screwed up. I wanted to, I wanted to cuss harder than that, but that's messed up. And you know what? These guys, yeah. um, these guys pay, use that to their advantage. They use it to their advantage. And it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. But it goes back to your hot take in the beginning or what we were talking about, you know, with hockey. Like, this is what you do. And we talked about this last week. This is what you do. You're in the public eye. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play sports. For Christ's sakes, for the 10 years that you have that you're playing sports, at least walk the line. I mean, I'm not saying you ever should do these things, ever. Um, that's not what I'm saying. But for I mean, while the public eye is on you, like, are you that de- – It's you know what? It goes back to these guys in the NFL combine that will go and smoke a joint like the day before the combine. And then they get tested and they get screwed. Like, why? You knew you were going to the combine. Why do you do something stupid? Like, why? <laughs> it makes no sense. People ruining their own shot at things. I was at this open mic that, night the way. other night and this great rapper got up there and he had this – yeah. Oh yeah, I Snapchatted it. And there's this rapper who rapped this original lyric about never gonna miss my shot. And then afterward, I was like, great job, man. His like rap name was Nala, N-A-L-L-A. And he was like, thank you for liking my music, but really take that lyric and run with it. I mean, what, whenever you're given a shot, do All not right, miss Eminem it. Eminem Jr. over there. Shot. So <laughs> He's about to lose himself. I, I, I mean, <laughs> but no, it's, you're right. You're it's right. relevant. It's relevant to what you're saying. Well, and that's the problem with so many of these sport, these athletes. But I know we've, we we kind of trailed off a little bit on Chapman himself. But it, I think it does yeah. because it's not just about Chapman. This is is not just Chapman. This is not, you know, he's not the only one. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll be the last. I, I wish. I wish it was the last situation. We don't know. We don't know. This is what this is all about. That's why this is such a news item is because it's a precedent. Yeah, It's a precedent for what, so, what could come. I don't know. You have any more to add on this one? Cause I could really, I could get fired up about this all day. It's, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't like, like I can't handle domestic violence issues. I'll go, I'll, I'll rip into these guys, especially the fact, like I said, you're making tons of money. You're in the public eye. You have the opportunity of a lifetime. Chapman's from what? Cuba. He's Cuban, right? Dominican or whatever. I mean, like you're having this opportunity to play on a major league level and then, <laughs> you know, and you go and screw it up. It may, it just, Oh no, that's okay. Um, I was just going to say, I, my last question for you is on the subject of precedent. Do you think a precedent should be set to be stricter or more middle of the road? Um, because in the NFL case, you know, Roger Goodell well, set a pretty harsh precedent, but then when like the yeah, Greg Hardy thing Greg Hardy, around, but- it was they went a lot easier i know but so so then then it's kind of like how stricter. do you what do you do for a precedent i mean i grew up i grew up in a very... for a precedent do you aim more middle of the well road? you have to follow it up that's the problem okay. but even if you don't then but, follow I mean, it up i grew up very conservative very strict household right, okay. very traditional um you have to set a strict precedent if you go in and say 30 games now anybody else that goes into this situation well, I choked her, but I didn't fire the gun. Can you imagine? Lord, listen to this. Let's say another player does this. Chokes his wife, whatever it is, girlfriend, which is should never happen, but doesn't fire a gun. Oh, well, are you now going to only – you know, I only deserve 15 because 
you know, you gave him 30 and he fired eight shots. Like, okay. I mean, it's, there's, you, now you, you bind yourself by this 30 game suspension. Now, if you said to him, you know what? You're done for the year, bro. You're done. Like that's unacceptable. We are protecting the major league baseball name. Like, Without pay, no pay, whatever it is, whatever you got to do to make it as strict as possible. Of course, arbiters are going to come down. They're going to be like, no, he only deserves six, you know, six months. No, he only deserves whatever. But if he goes for the jugular right up front, people are going to say, well, this guy means business. And you know what? At some point, arbiters are going to have to say, well, we're going to lean towards this guy. If this stuff starts happening more often, we have to lean towards the stricter penalties. We can't get away with Okay, well, we're going to get these guys off with 10 game, five game, you know, 15, whatever it is. Um, So you have to go strict. You have to have to have to go strict. I mean, it's it's just common practice with anything, right? Anything. Think about bargaining, any bargaining. You always start high. You have to You land in the middle. Right. So I think 30 games is just really weak. It's it's a it's a start. I'm glad that it was done. Glad he didn't get to walk away on grounds that he didn't get charged. But 30 games still to me sounds weak. Like hit the gym, bro. Grow. Grow some. Grow some, Manfred. Please. <laughs> well, shall we transition yeah, into talking about something that MLB is doing really well? So our next main event topic uh, is about two different sports that are leveraging live streaming of their games. And MLB at bat has been the the number one streaming app for sports games um, for years now. Um, they The story that came out this week uh, that I'm going to cover is about MLB at bat, and then Do Vinny's going to cover the MLS Live. So the headline that just landed this week that was that MLB had a staggering 8.5 billion minutes streamed to their mobile app in 2015. I was one <laughs> of those. Vinny's eyes just raised. I was so. Yeah, I mean, what I, does that I, mean? I it means that they have they had more mobile minutes consumed than all other U.S. official sports leagues app combined. League apps combined, um, and they even had more minutes streamed than ESPN, Bleacher Reports, Team Stream apps. So they beat NFL, NBA, NHL, ESPN, Bleacher Report, everything. Um, so they have more streaming content minutes than the entire sports app ecosystem. And so this matters to me because mm-hmm. baseball is my, has always been my number one sport. And over the years, you just, you hear a lot of people try to t- cut it down, try to say it's only for 50 year old men. It's going away. It, it, you know, needs to regain its, its stature. It's an old sport, whatever it's, not that case. Uh, if you look at these numbers, you understand that um, it's globally still across 97 countries. I think it was the top grossing sports app. Um, and with how many minutes being streamed, with how innovative they are, with Major League Baseball Advanced Media, the apps that they're putting out, and what they've been doing with their digital properties for years now have been leading the way. And apparently, also the app bat users, uh, the top user band is in the 32 to 34 age bracket. So this is, it's not just about, it's, it's Gen Xers, millennials, it's, it's far reaching. Um, and I hear that even in the I, mm-hmm. iPad iOS nine version, they'll allow split screen functionality, 
with at bat. So you can even, you'll be able to stream minutes of multiple games. So they're just leading the, the way here with streaming, um, with hitting different demographics and across digital. So good job, Major League Baseball Advanced Media. Good job, baseball. Um, the league will apparently wow. almost crack yeah, the I, uh, nine and a half billion dollar I mean, revenue. They definitely lead the way with that. It's a great experience. Baseball, you know, you have 162 games plus, and I think it's a, it's a great experience to be able to carry it with you. Um, it's a sport that I feel like I could. I used to love listening to baseball when I was a kid. I would listen to baseball at night, so. I would fall asleep. I would oh fall gosh. asleep to the Mets. Yeah, me too. Mets, I could fall asleep to you. Just on low. Head for the park and-, and I'm not a Mets fan. I'm a Pirates fan, but it was all that came in on my little a- on my little AM flashlight radio. It was like a flashlight slash radio. I'd put it under my pillow so my parents wouldn't know. And we didn't have television in, the, in our rooms or anything. So I'd listen to the Mets. And um so it's what's cool is with the the apps is that I can listen to the baseball oh games. You know, I can listen to it from my phone and it's I, i'd love to know the number of people that just listen i i, I mean video is fantastic i want to know how many people because li- baseball is a sport that i feel like you can listen to you don't need to watch not that you don't need to but you don't have to watch yeah. um it, it's a sport that you can listen to oh totally and that's what's so great about they've that sport um i mean no wonder you have such a great radio voice if you grew up listening to it on the radio because that sport really revolutionized Mm -hmm. broadcasting in terms of announcers and and sports casting and and how i um audio versions of of games really evolved fantastic i love listening to the base i love listening i still love listening to baseball on the radio other sports though i can't do it like trying to watch the steelers or listen to the steelers on the radio it's like Mm -hmm. i gotta watch it i gotta watch it um so MLS, this is part uh, part two of our second yeah. main round event or main event round. I don't even – I'm hopped up on Theraflu. I apologize. Um, mm-hmm. MLS kicking off their season in just two days. All right. <laughs> uh, Ten opening day matches, all 20 clubs. They've seen a 60% year-over-year subscription growth to their MLS Live. Wow, we're talking about live again. MLS Live uh, subscription costs $79.99. It provides fans with live streams of games that aren't nationally televised. And, of course, there's local blackouts, just like with most other apps. Um, You also have condensed and archived games. In addition to the video streaming, MLS gives their users an interactive touch points or fan touch points. Key play markers, slow motion viewing, real-time live stats, DVR fan controls, and social media integration. That's freaking cool, like, to have all that. And I'm glad that MLS is really taking a lead on their app as well um, with these MLS subscriptions. But to see that it's up 60%, this goes back to, you know, we've been talking a little bit about MLS over the past couple weeks here in our show. Are more people caring about soccer? I don't know. But soccer, MLS is doing their part. I'll tell you this right now. If MLS fails, which I don't think will happen, but let's just say the sport itself failed. I think it's not going to be because they haven't done everything possible to bring uh, their fans the best experience, to bring their fans closer to the team. Uh, you got to remember, most of these teams are I – mean, these are young teams. They're not – they haven't been around since the 1800s like basketballs and, and, you know, 
the late, the early 1900s, like football. So they're doing what they can. They're living in the now with their marketing. They're marketing to who they have now. This is fantastic. This delivery, this content delivery process with live and all the different features is just so freaking cool. Um, and you have opportunities to get into that younger uh, generation too, because now you have social media and you can, I can fast forward. I can just see the condensed game. I don't have to watch the whole thing, but still people are consuming that content, right? All you want is eyes on that MLS logo. Like you don't care about anything else. I did. I met Andrea Pirlo, by the way, in DC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of our viewers here, Nazim just reminded me of that. I don't know why nice. I just put that out there, but nice. yes, he's fantastic. Um, and you know, as bigger names come here, to the United States from Europe. I don't I don't know if there was numbers in the article that we had that showed the like foreign subscriptions, like subscriptions from overseas, but I wonder if we'll start to see more and more um subscriptions from Europeans that want to see their players because there's so many players now that are here in the US. Like I just said Pirlo, you know, and I mean I my favorite player of all time, Andrea Pirlo. Favorite player of all time. And, you know, mm-hmm. he came over from Italy this year. He's playing for NYCFC. Nice. And listen, they got, and they got a great, they've got some awesome players on NYCFC. They've got uh, Lampard and, or was it Gerard? I don't know. They've got, they've got some good players there. It's not just Pirlo, but maybe you'll start seeing more Europeans. And this is a perfect opportunity. I mean, the $80 price point is, I think that's mint. That's perfect. You're not gouging anybody for 80 bucks. And then you're providing them with all these other features other than just the game. What do you think? Do you think that this is like a major win for MLS? 60% is a big number. I think it's a great price. I think it's a great, um, not only the price point is perfect, but what you get for the price point is really, really good as well. Um, Just the, just the, the fan controls alone and the live stats and whatnot. I mean, that to me is really cool. I, I love seeing that kind of stuff. So for me, it's perfect. What do you think, Laura? Is this a big win for the MLS? I know I just kind of cut you off and kept talking. So no, you didn't. I, I love I love the sound of your voice, Vinny. Um oh. I I think it's a big win for them. I think it's great to see them partnering with uh one of the best digital um strategic companies out there, New Lion. Um I think it's really cool that to see that they are really evenly split between viewing this MLS live content on PCs versus smartphones. 40%, 40% between um, MLS live on PCs and on smartphones and tablets. And then the other 20% was through like an Apple TV or Chromecast connected devices. So, Which just lends to how many people are cutting the cord overall because they have these devices. Um, Mm-hmm. But it, it this is really this is go ahead. Great, yeah, and and no, just I was also saying how they're they're great at they've really done a good job marketing to a diverse audience across age groups, across um, you know Latino communities, uh, and really entrenched themselves in both experiential marketing in the communities and digital marketing. We have we have some shout outs that we want to do. So this is the part of the show where we shout out. And usually Lauren goes first because it's, she's on first. 
Sounds good. My first shout out goes to Dr. Jen Welter, who you may know as the first female NFL coach. She was a preseason linebacker coach for the Arizona Cardinals, played played linebacker for 14 years in women's football leagues. Uh, She is coming to Boston this week. Events on March 14th and March 15th, one with the Boston Renegades, which is Boston's women's football team, and one with the founder and SVP of ESPNW, Laura Gentile, who she and Jen both are Boston College grads. So shout out to Jen for breaking barriers in the NFL and for continuing to give back to women. Um, one of her events is called uh, Leading Women, Breaking the Barriers in Athletics. So good for Jen. And my second shout out today goes to another woman break, breaking the barriers in coaching. She is Rachel Balkovec, and she is the Astros female strength and conditioning coach. Yes. So she actually, I love Rachel Balkovec. She's 28 years old. She is, she's been quoted as a must hire. Um, Balkovec is going to be her first year as a strength and conditioning coordinator for the Astros in the MLB. So first female coach there as well. Um, I love a little story I read about her that says she used to write her resumes with the name Ray Balkovic, R-A-E, <laughs> and sign her emails R Balkovic. And I love that strategy because she just kind of helped helped her counterparts over the disconnect of whether they'd want to hire a female or not. She took that away for the, from them, just made it all about her skills and what she brought to the table. She even had some people calling her asking to speak to Ray. And she was like, this is she. And they fumbled a little bit being like, uh, uh, uh just wanted to make sure I was pronouncing your name correctly. Okay. And they were like, yeah, you're, you're so qualified. She's a division one college catcher. Um, she worked at an sec school. She's, you know, somebody who has really brought her best to the table and is now breaking barriers. And she said, uh, she said, someone asked me, what does it mean to be the first woman in this role? And she said, what it means to her, it's an opportunity to empower, not just women, but anybody who's up against something who's been discriminated against who has a big dream and she stands for the idea that they can accomplish it. My shout out goes to, this is overdue, uh, Catherine Smith, since we're talking about women in sports and this is my only shout out uh, for the day. Uh, she's got a full-time gig with the Buffalo Bills. She was named quality control special teams coach uh, last, uh, last month in January, actually. Uh, she worked under Rex Ryan last year. She held that same role Uh, as the administrative assistant with Rex Ryan in 2014. And she was a player personnel assistant with the Jets for seven years. But this is the first female with a full-time gig in the NFL. Jen Welter, if you remember, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, she was hired and she served as a training camp assistant coach. But this is a full-time gig. And, uh, you know, Rex Ryan has said so many great things about her. She's done an outstanding job in the seven years that he, uh, she worked with him. She deserves a promotion based on her knowledge and strong commitment, just to name a couple of her outstanding qualities. I know she's going to do a great job serving the role. Um, it's an analytics role. It's not really like an on-field coaching role, but still it's, uh, it's progress and shout out to Rex Ryan. You know, there's a, there was a, uh, recently there was a Cleveland actually it was last week I think there was a Cleveland radio uh radio guy who resigned from his job because he said that Rex Ryan was an idiot for hiring a girl and uh so I give Rex Ryan a lot of credit for I guess balls is my word of this episode for having for having those and and doing it and not caring what anyone else says because like he said she knows her stuff she's got the chops for it 
doesn't matter about the gender. Uh, so shout out to Rex Ryan and Catherine Smith uh, alike and the Buffalo Bills. Cool. Great shout For those of you that the enjoy theme. this podcast, please subscribe at brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe. Reach out to me at Vincenzo Landino on Twitter or Miss Lauren Creedon at Miss Lauren Creedon. Let us know if you have someone that we should shout out or a topic that you believe we should talk about. We're covering all types of sports from cricket to Major League Baseball, from the NFL to water polo or footsie or whatever we called last week. Lauren, do you have anything else you want to add this week? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I really enjoyed this week. I would love people to shout me out on Twitter at Lauren Creedon. Let me know who we should shout out in our next episode. Give me more ideas for topics. Uh, We'll cover them. Whether or not it's next week, we'll get to them eventually. Yeah, we'll figure that out, right? Well, guys, listen, until tomorrow, ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe.